Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Manor Park Podcast. This podcast covers rape and pedophilia cases, as well as highlight organizations that make it their mission in this world to fight for children. I appreciate you clicking on to my podcast and listening to these episodes. I also have survivor interviews that I share as well, which can be very graphic and heavy. But it's much needed to be heard in this day and age. Because, like a lot of people, I myself was not aware of how troubling and how deep this issue really was. Until I started hearing survivors and listening to the heinous and horrific things they went through. So thank you for clicking on this podcast and listening to these stories. While I know they're deep and disturbing, we need to know what goes on with the victims and survivors and what they went through. So that we can try to identify the problem. And then we can figure out how to solve the problem. My podcast is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint hearted at all. It's not for anybody with a weak stomach. These stories will change you mentally. They will make you question your faith. They will make you wonder. Why is it that the systems that are in place. Do not protect children. And do not give justice to survivors. And that's what I want it to do. I want it to make you think. I want it to make you go and be curious enough to do the research as well. And to go out there and seek the answers and find the truth to all of this. Because somebody has to. I myself is just a man who was tired of seeing these babies being harmed. And from there, it grew. And I found out so many different traumas that I never knew existed. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for clicking on this episode. Thank you for supporting me. It does mean a lot, and it's much appreciated. And I'm glad to know that since I've started this journey, there are so many individuals out there that care about protecting children and helping survivors like I do. With that, here's the latest episode. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion unless they have been through court and they have been convicted please understand that moving forward thank you trigger warning the podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men women and children if such acts offend you in any way please do not listen any further this podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you please do not listen thank you hey everybody this is jeremy with the man apart podcast this is going to be episode 71 titled it's a bad day not a bad life part two
my interview with Amber. So y'all, last week I dropped the episode, and as of today, that is, this episode is being dropped. Uh, episode 70 is now number 4 in my top 10 most played episodes. So thank you all for sharing Amber's interview out and spreading the word out there and everything. It does help. If you don't mind, share again. If you uh, if you don't know where I'm at on Facebook, I have a I have a podcast Facebook group called A Man Apart Podcast. You can always find the new drop uh, announcements and everything. Every Friday, I'm dropping episodes, so always look around for that. You know, join, get clicked in. You know, interact with some people. Some people do share stuff and everything that's related to protecting children. If you have anything you want to share, share it. If you if there's something I need to cover, let me know. I have no problem with that. So this is basically going to be the second part of our, my interview with Amber and everything like that. And I got to say, I, I enjoyed this interview that I did with her. Amber just got a personality about her. She like I like I tell her later on in her, she's just a firecracker. You know, she's got that. She got a good personality to interact with people. A lot of good back and forth, and just a lot of good energy from her. Um, I might be jumping the gun just a little bit on this though, but me and her talked a little bit as well. And hopefully in the future, you'll be able to hear a few more, you know, episodes with me and her covering some cases as well. Just to let y'all know something to look forward to. So please keep sharing the podcast out, share the episodes out there. If you are you, and if you're coming in to help support Amber and listen to her story, there are a lot of other stories on here as well. You should check out. Um, I've covered a wide range now at this point of different backgrounds and ways of lives and different types of traumas that people have gone through. And I think it's important to listen to them if you can. Like I understand if you're a survivor of, of you know rape and pedophilia and domestic violence, anything that's brutal like that, I understand if you don't want to hear these stories. I get it, y'all. Anybody that's a survivor, I do get it. All I ask is that if you support what I do, Please go share this podcast out. Um, you know, just share it out to your social medias, especially if you're on Facebook. Come find me on Facebook. All right. I like to see who's sharing it out too. By the way, I always like to see that. You can find me on a Man Apart Facebook group, and I'll have the link in the description for that as well. You can find me on TikTok. But if you know, but if you know somebody that's ever been curious about wanting to know the real side of the trauma world, you know, no gimmicks, no overproduction or anything like that. Just the real, raw, gritty side of it. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell them to come listen to me. I'm not always right, but I'm right here, right? (laughs) So, I thank all y'all from the bottom of my heart. I just want to let y'all know that ahead of time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Amber. Thank you for supporting everybody that you've listened to as well. Because I know I've had people that have been listening for a long time. And I see y'all and I thank y'all. And I appreciate y'all letting me know that you listen to the podcast. There's a TikToker I know right now that I didn't mention in any other podcast episodes. I'm going to mention today. A person that goes by the White Rabbit. Thank you for supporting my podcast. I don't know who you are, but I will say thank you so much. I always see you interacting with me on TikTok. Thank you for listening. It's you know much love, much appreciation. I thank you so much. Well... I'm going to have some more announcements at the end of this episode. So if y'all don't trail off and just turn it off completely, I appreciate it. Remember, share this episode out today. Me and Amber are finishing up our our, our interview that 
we that we did and everything like that. It was a really good one. We went back and forth with a lot of different topics. And you get to hear her perspective on some things. And she does give a very good, unique perspective. And if you listen long enough into this episode, you'll see where I got the title for this and how she explains that out. So, much love to y'all. Thank you for clicking. All right, enough rambling. Let's hear, let's hear this interview. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of burying the head in the sand type situation because yeah. I look cause like so when I so like on different social medias right like when I'm when I'm on TikTok I can see that there's there's a community of people that care, and then when it, when I'm on Facebook, it fucking falls flat. It's like fake. my message falls flat on there. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, it's just Facebook is fake. Facebook is where people go to say, hey, look at my life. Look at look at how how cool this is. Look at this vacation. And TikTok is where people go to say real shit. That's why I blew up on TikTok. And, you know, I'm blowing up on Facebook now because anytime I become single, it, it's a flood. I got 200 DMs every five minutes. I got 200 Snapchats every five minutes. And it's like, y'all think that me going through a, a painful divorce, and I still love that man. I'm going to love that man forever. That's going to be, this is going to be very hard for me. I'm not trying to be with anyone right now. Why, why yeah. do y'all, it, it's men that like to take advantage of people in bad situations. And they like to jump in and try to be the white knight when I'm literally not, my divorce isn't even finalized. And I'm going to need a big old long break after this. You know, like I, I'm going to need to give birth and get through postpartum depression before I ever think about being with anyone. You know, like it's time to focus on myself and my babies. And people are in my DMs trying to take advantage of me going through a divorce. That's fucking wrong. And it's every time, every time I become single, it, it's like people try to jump in there. Like that's, that's not the time. It's time for healing. That's a time for a woman to heal and find herself, not for you to take advantage of her. And that's how predators think. And I do want to point out that, um, someone offered to come help me move my stuff the other day. And he'd been in my phone for a while. He was a car salesman in the area. Like he wanted to go to Comic-Con or whatever. And then I found out that he was a serial stalker, harasser, and abuser. And, I, he told me like he had something with one of my best friends and not to tell her about him. And I was like, all right. So the next day I saw her and I was like, tell me about him because he told me not to talk to you. Like, don't tell me that because I'm, I'm about to go and find out about you. And then yeah. I read his messages and he is a stalker. He well, he it's, it's horrible. And this man just preyed on me going through a hard time. Right. Right. When I got home, I was preyed on by another predator, another abuser, another stalker, another harasser. Like, how are these men, these piece of shit men, thinking it's okay to take advantage and be this white knight in a bad situation when you are even worse than the situation they just got out of? I will say that those type of guys, um, they're the ones that are gonna they're gonna pursue, right? Like, the, like the good guys are not gonna pursue as far because they're focusing on you know on themselves, they're focusing on their lives, they're focused on building what they want to build and protecting their peace, right? And so what ends up happening is, is that you get you, women get to see some of the worst of us, right? They get to see that's the worst. Every of one of my DMs right now is the worst yeah. of the worst. <laughs> yeah. And that's an unfortunate thing because, you know, the like, you know, while I understand when people get defensive, like when, cause I used to get real defensive, uh, 
when when women would say it's all men, right? Like when it comes to rape and, and things of that sort of it's all men. And I'm like, nah, I don't fucking go around raping. And that was See, that's another that, thing is people get defensive when they don't know. Like you've been through yeah. this work and you've talked to so many people that when you hear that line, you're like, All right, I'm with you. Because yeah. at this point, you need to people need to realize how many men it is. And yeah. we will never know. But as a woman and a little girl who was assaulted every year of my life from, you know, age two to age 23. And it was probably before age two. That's just when my memories came back. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it was probably when I was a baby, too. But that's that's a more than 10, more than 20 probably men that I've been assaulted by. And I'll never out their names because they're a lot of them are dead. Thankfully, the, the majority of the ones who did it to me when I was little died at a very young age. And I feel like that's some kind of divine intervention. But at the same yeah. time, there's a lot of them still walking around today. And it's a lot more than people think it is. And it's the same thing with not all cops or cops are bad or whatever. You have one bad apple is spoiling that whole bunch. If you look at men as a whole, that's a it's one in four women have, have gotten sexually assaulted in their lifetime. And they're thinking yeah. that that statistic is skewed because women are too scared to speak up because they will not be, be believed. That's another that's thing. Actually, I that's actually an I old, never believed. Yeah, that's actually an old statistic now. That's uh, it's actually one in three now. And, you know. uh, but, you, and but you're right. It's going to continue it, it, to get smaller and bigger. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to grow because of the fact is now we have social media. Now we're able to connect with people. Now we're able to tell these stories to so many people. Now more people can find out and know things. And it's like what, what, what I was saying about the not, not all men, not all cops, not all Christians. And all, it's not about blaming a broad stroke in an entire group of people. What it's it about is about trying to, it's yes, about that's, that's, that's what I'm about to say. It was about accountability. And, uh, there was a TikToker I saw that explained that really well, that better than I could ever explain it. It's the fact that you, you know, we, with all these statistics and everything like that, there's a good chance that like us men have friends who are rapists and have friends who are like predators oh, and everything I, like that, I, but 100%. we don't know. I mean, I we, know we, men that had that, they would think that their friends are the best people in the world. And those are people that have done bad things to me. Those are yeah. people that are roofing little girls on the weekends, not little girls. I say little girls, but 18 to 21, that's a little girl. Yeah. That's a yeah. little girl. And I think everyone should think like that. If you're over the age of 30, 18 to 21 is a little girl. And yeah. if you're looking for girls who are like, I, that's something I run into as a 411 woman who looks younger than I am. I'm about to be 28 and people still say, oh, you look 12. And they like that. That tells me what I need to know about you. That really does. Yeah. And I think that if you're looking for a hairless woman, a skinny woman, a small woman, a compliant woman, then you're looking for a little girl. And that tells me what I need to know about you. Yeah. I don't like that society clamps on to sexualizing youth. That's yeah. that our our society sexualizes youth so much, and they we we people think it's now, but think about toddlers and tiaras. Think about uh, the pageant oh, industry in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Think about them parading around little babies in bikinis and making them do these little dances for grown men. Y'all want to say save the children because of drag shows and all this shit, but you have these little toddlers putting on a full face of makeup, fake hair, fake teeth. Uh, fucking fake tans in a bikini shaking it around for grown ass men that is worse than a drag show that is worse than a drag queen reading a fucking book yes and, and I will agree I, with that because I, I've, I've told people this too and this is where this is where people get their politics mixed up and everything like that I say look you know what my co-host said it best where there's children present 
there are predators. And another friend of mine has said, you know, predators come in all shapes and sizes. Thing of it is, too, is that like the whole with the whole drag show and, and the trans community and everything like that. Yes, there are dozens upon dozens of stories of, but of predators in that community. But that's what. Well, but I, but I, let me. I want to complete it. But I found thousands upon thousands of stories about abuse from the churches. All right, preachers oh, yeah. that have child you porn can, and raping kids and everything out. like that. It's not just so the it's, Catholic, it's, like it's, said the other day. It's not just the Catholics. It's not. Yeah, it's not just that. Yeah, the, uh, the if you go look up the Southern Baptist Convention, they had over seven hundred cases. They swept on the rug within a yep. twenty-year period. Yeah. Um, the boys. The boys got. Yeah, the Boy Scouts actually have more cases than the uh, than the fucking Catholic Church did. I mean, the Boy Scouts had like eight thousand cases in a forty year period. That was like an average, I think, like fifty a week. That's what they were. As what they were averaging who out grew to. up um, in the church, people really need to look into church camps as well. Yes, church camps are a predator's playground. They really. I've are. never covered. I've never covered a, a church camp story though. Ever. I, is there... gotta, that, that's that's things that they like to hide though but think about think about all of the youth pastor shit that you cover yeah. right it, when you look up yeah. youth pastors it's always a fucking youth pastor who's at those church camps as counselors camp counselors youth pastors and it's all these 32 year old 34 year old 35 year old men that are there with all these little girls and little boys and why why do y'all like that and then i mean there is going to be some good ones too but yeah if you look at the statistics it is not fucking good. It's not good. No. And there, I mean, there is a lot of them that are youth pastors and everything that I have seen and I've, I've, I've uncovered and everything. There's a lot of head, uh, head pastors as well. And there's, you, and there's sometimes there's even groups of, of like three or four preachers in the same uh, church and everything all getting well, busted. Protect and everything each other. Like they protect yep. each other. And the thing that always scares me is when I talk to preachers and, and I ask them, um, do you allow convicted pedophiles, convicted sex registry, uh, sex offender registry pedophiles and into your churches? And, and they, they say, do. yes. I, and then the next question I ask is, do you let your congregation know? Because here, nope. here's the thing. Because, yeah, and, and they'll say that as well. Here's the thing with me on this, all right? If you're going to go and talk about forgiveness and being redeemed in the blood of Jesus and everything like that, okay, fine. That's, you know, that that's how your that's how your faith is set up. Fine. And OK. All right. Whatever. The thing of it is, though, is that these are predators. These people are. are and you're putting they, them they, directly they, around children. Exactly. And if you're not there to protect children and survivors and everything like that, then what the fuck? You're are not, you're, not a, you're not a real Christian. That's not a real Christian. Y'all like to hide behind Christianity, play the victim, try to help out all of these nasty ass people while being nasty at the same time and say, save the children while you are directly putting the children in danger every day. I, I do agree with that. And the thing of the thing I want to want to say to people who are Christians who are listening to this, it's not that that like it's not that I hate God or I hate Christianity or anything like that or that Amber hates God or Christianity. It's the no. fact that it's the fact that y'all need to wake up. Y'all need to be aware of what's going on in this world. I think because... in Christianity, they mo- they need more people like us. OK, they need more people who care about the kids so much that you're going to out those people in, in your church. Right. Yes. Go dig, figure it out. Talk to kids, talk to older people, talk, talk to people who left the church, figure out why. And then out those people, because a lot of those people are sitting next to you every Sunday. A lot of those people are the ones preaching. A lot of those people are the ones taking the kids to Sunday school. Those people need to be outed and not allowed in the church. Do you remember it is an issue? Do you remember the other day when I was telling you about the pedophile, the incest pedophile in the yes. church I used to get to, right? Yes. Okay. So I, when I, so when I found out about that and I, and I got the response from the preacher on that one, I went to my old youth pastor 
guy named Randy Goodo, good guy. And I'll tell you, uh, his, he was shocked by that. Like he was completely shocked. And he said, you know, this is what he would have done in that situation. Cause he's never been in that situation before. Like he's never had pedophiles come to his church or anything like that, or convicted pedophiles come to his church because of who he studied under, which was uh, a guy named, um, I forget. I know, I know his son, but his last name is Trogel. Uh, Paul Trogel, I think was his name. It was who pastor Randy uh, studied under when he first got into, into ministry. Paul Trogel was a guy that did not like, he didn't tolerate pedophiles at all. He would have probably would have taken one out back and beaten him with a rubber hose. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. like that's, that's the type that's and the that's the type of, of ministers. We that's the kind of people and, we need. And so pastor Randy said, you know, like, all right, you know, to, to the response that that preacher had about being forgiven in the blood of Jesus and everything and not telling everybody because he was being advised by the DA, uh, like an ADA out here that you can't, uh, you can't, publicly you know broadcast their charges out there to, to the public like that it's like a, it's like a crime or some shit like that some kind of that's, deal where you where you, where you can get sued or something like that that's yeah record. so what what his his idea was i was like all right well there's two ways you can go about that one way is that this guy is truly forgiven this guy has truly been changed by jesus and everything like that then why don't he go in front of the church and tell his testimony and everything and let yeah, the people know what aren't he's they done supposed to do that aren't they supposed yeah. to do that to confess in front of God yeah. and everybody I mean, well, to try that, to be that, forgiven. That, well, that's what they call your testimony and everything like that, right? Like that's how you, you know, you said you, you know, if you've done things in the past you know, that were sinful and everything like that, and they were bad sins and everything, you know, you go and you 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 share your testimony with people and everything. That way, that way, the preacher doesn't have to, to tell anybody the charges and everything, and everybody can know and they can make an informed decision. Another way to do it as well to keep people safe is um. It's not completely safe, but it's to be safe inside the church. Like, hey, you know, you take the pedophile said, look, this is what you're going to do. Um, you're going to go and you're going to be in this seat the whole time. You're going to stay there. You're not going to go and talk to any of these parents or anything like that. You're going to stay right here. You're going to have somebody watching you the whole time. And you're going to be escorted out as well to your car. So that way you're not talking to somebody on, on your car. Then that preacher needs to go talk to every parent, every, every adult that's in that church and one-on-one. And say, hey, look, we have this individual. This was the charges that he has. He wants to be forgiven. He wants to he wants to serve God and everything like that as well. And this is what he did. And this is what we're doing to make sure that he's not interacting with your children or anything like that or have any kind of temptation to interact with your children. We want you to know so that you can protect your children as well. And this is what you need to look out for and things of that sort of nature. Right. Like that. That was a thing. He said that would be one way to go about it. And he said the other way, of course, is to not allow them in your church. What happens is that these pedophiles, what they do is, and if you want to, if you want to find out something sickening, Amber, go look up Narsol. I don't know if you ever heard of it or not. It's an organization. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's an organization that basically treats like uh, people that are on the sex offender registry. Like basically, they're trying to make it a civil rights movement to where they yeah. can take the, where they take the, pet, the 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 sex offender registry off. And every or, or or do away with the sex offender registry completely, and it is uh, and they have interviews on YouTube and everything like that where they interview people that were on that that are on what they they don't even call it the sex offender registry, they just call it the registry, and it is just sickening narcissistic shit that I've seen, and there's no there's no remorse, there's no um, sympathy toward their victims or anything like that. They have no like there's no regret, there's no uh, there's no um, you know what what you call it uh so, like being sorry for what they've done to people it's all woe is me and my life on the registry like that's what it all is and it's disgusting. It, it's disgusting. It, it is and i've heard of and some of these interviews and they're I've just listened enabling to, each other they're enabling each yeah. other that's what it is 
I mean, all, all they're doing is creating an echo chamber. And what's even worse, though, is that two of the board members on that on Narsal are convicted pedophiles. One was with a one was with a little boy and one and one had a charge against a little girl. And uh, it, it's like they but what they're doing is they're trying they go into Christianity so deep and everything like that. And then when they get ostracized, if somebody is a member of Narsal and they get ostracized from a church, they will go and threaten like litigation, lawsuits, all this bullshit and everything like that. And I'm like, and these churches are just wanting to go help their community and everything like that. And so they're also getting bullied in the silence as well, too. Like the good ones are the ones that don't give a shit. They're allowing these people to come in there and not, not creating a fuss and everything like that, which to me is fucking horrible. And just, I think that um, you're it, just as bad as them if you're in their enabling. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're being a sympathizer and enabler and you're, and it's basically a dereliction of duty in my opinion, uh-huh. when it comes to being a, being a leader, a Christian leader in your church and everything, you know, like you, it is your right. It, it is your duty to protect these children from these types of threats and these types of harm. And if you're not doing that, then what are, why are you even in ministry in the first place? Like that's what money, uh, that, that, money. Yeah. money. Yeah. The right. Yeah, right? 10% from everybody there who can't pay their bills <laughs> and going out to eat with that church card. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and it and it sucks because they got that they actually got these good preachers out here that are struggling and that are trying to, you know, trying to do the they're right things and like that. They're doing the right thing and that but but there's they're overwhelmed with the bad ones. Just yeah. like it is in like, politics, just like it is in the police, just like it is in the school system, just like it is in the foster care system, the adoption system. It's overwhelmed with people who are in it for the wrong reasons. And people can't find the good in a lot of shit these days because there's too many bad. But we have to band together and help people find that good, right? We need to find the yeah. good churches that are really, really helping and not doing the bad stuff. Tell people about those churches. Get away from these mega churches that are making millions and millions of dollars by putting it on TV. What's his name from fucking Houston? Oh, uh, Joel Austin. Joel Austin. Yeah. We need to stop feeding those egos. We have to stop. That is poison, poison. It's poisoning everyone watching the, that. It, poisoning, and then the Westboro Baptist Church or whatever isn't oh, that the God. extreme shit? Yeah, that's the ones that go and uh, say, you know, God hates gays and everything, like, or God hates yeah. the F word for gays. Yeah, and yeah. The, and and then they go and protest at soldiers' funerals and everything like that, which is really mm-hmm. fucking like. I mean, they piss off everybody, and they did that for a reason. They did that so people would get into fights with them and hit them so they could sue them. That's how they got. That's how they were making money. They were making money off the law because a lot of those people are lawyers in there. And so they they do this outrageous shit for the money. And I think even the daughter of the head pastor over there, she broke away a few years ago and was telling everybody what they were were, were doing. Didn't she get a TikTok? I don't know. I I, I got to go back and look her up. um, You know the, oh, shit, it was the Mormon community that popped off. Oh, wait, wait, that that big family, the Duggars? Yes. No, um, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. It was a documentary that just came out about some Mormon like in Utah. Okay. Utah cult. Warren Jeffs oh, was the yeah. leader. I remember um, who I know you're talking about. I, I have he assisted sex crimes involving children. He was the cult leader, Utah based sex cult. Yeah. Sexually abusing underage girls amongst his dozen of child brides. Wasn't that, wasn't that like a big bust back in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s? Yeah, well, I yeah. think it was around. Um, so on April 9th, 2012, the National Geographic yeah. Channel aired a 45 minute documentary called I Escaped a Cult. And it was a couple of his wives who were literally married when he was like a ele- when they were like 11. Um, yeah. 
And it says polygamous cult leader Warren Jeffs. My dad married my 12 year old mom. Yeah, I, I remember that. And um, his daughters ago. are on TikTok now. And some of them are just like living their best life, wearing makeup for the first time. Like, it's, I, I love to see it. I do. Because yeah. I feel like growing up Pentecostal is pretty similar to Mormon beliefs, Amish beliefs. It's uh, just Christianity is riddled in patriarchal values. And we have to realize that women are so much more than objects and wives. And, we're not here to serve men. We are here to be our own person. And when you find a man that will embody what it means to be a partner, that's perfect. Like you be with that one, but you don't find somebody who feels like they own you or feel like yeah. you owe them something because you owe nothing. To, you don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. You don't. I, and people don't realize that men, like men, like just society in general, especially they don't realize that they're, being conditioned that because that's how conditioning works you, you take somebody at an early age and everything like that and you put them in, in in this and that's all they've ever known and so the cognitive dissonance comes in where their yep. whole foundation starts breaking around them and crumbling around them when you start poking holes at it and they don't know that that's when and you people, get people don't like to hear that people don't like to hear they've been indoctrinated people don't yeah. like to hear they suffer from cognitive dissonance people don't like to hear that they're stuck in a patriarchal view and, like, I got into some bad shit on Facebook a couple months ago because someone, this girl from my hometown, took a picture. We talked about this, right? Took a picture of my that's son. How, and that's, said, how, that's, right? how, that's how I found you on, or that's how I, uh, that's how we started talking. I think yeah, it's and then, yeah. yeah, she said, pray for this Satanist baby. I'm not a Satanist. If you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Satan. Like, I don't know what I believe, but at the same time, I know it's not the Pentecostal religion that me and her both grew up in. That's not, that's not real, you know? I'm my own woman. There might be a God, and if he's real, I know I'm doing what he would have wanted me to do, right? And if he sends me to hell for being a good person and wanting to save children and wanted to feed homeless and wanted to help people in bad situations, then he wasn't the ever-loving God that they like to talk about. But yeah. if he is true to his word and this good love thy neighbor, then I'll be going to heaven, and all these people who think I'm going to hell, they're going to be going to hell. And you can't. You can't pray Christianity and then take a picture of my baby and start a prayer chain because you don't like me and then lie to the police. I just got that police report back. She lied to the police and her husband said that if he ever saw me, he was going to do what he was going to do. Like, and the police just allowed that, that like we have so much corruption here through every single system that you can believe. And I'm here to shake that up, baby, because I'm back after six years, five years, however long I've been gone. And it's time to talk about it all. It's time to talk about everyone who failed me, which includes the police, the school systems, the school board, all of that. And I can't wait to get it all out because that's important because there's still kids being failed today and someone needs to stand up for them. And it's going to be me. Yeah. I'm glad you're using your voice to try to help help children out and everything like that and get justice and get what, you know, and help try to right the wrongs that were done to you so that it doesn't happen to another child. You know, like it's, it's important. important. It's important. I was a forgotten child. And there's forgotten children right now that I can help. And me talking about it on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, it's helping. People are seeing. People are asking questions. People yeah. are questioning the school board. There's people that are retiring early because of tax audits from the school that I went, like the school board that I went to. What's going on there? Why, is our, our, why are our roads not fixed? What's the tax dollars going to? What pockets are being lined and no one's taking care of business? Why are y'all not taking care of kids? Why is there so much suicide going on because of bullying that's not being taken care of? Why is that not being addressed? That's been going on for over 20 years, you know? It's yeah. time to be loud. It is time to be loud. And if you're not loud, then you're complicit. 
that, that, that you're exactly. complicit that like yeah. you, you are enabling it if you're not talking about it that's what i've uh and that's why i was at too when i first started out as well i was saying that a lot and i'm, I'm still believing that as well i'm not I, that, has, that mindset hasn't changed on me uh you know you you when you dig into a lot of these cases and a lot of these, these, I, I call them rabbit holes, but not really right. You know, when you just dig into all these different, just atrocities, dramas, uh, uh, traumas and, uh, just corruption that it's got going on. It's just, it's so overwhelming. And that's why so many people are needed to stand up. And another thing I want to say too, is, is that saturation is key. Yeah. Like, uh, if, have you ever heard of Barrett Paul on TikTok? Yes. Okay, so that's that's a that's for those that don't know that's a that's a, a gay man on TikTok who I, I don't remember what we his original love him. So, yeah yeah he he he's like a oh he like outs things uh, atrocities against women atrocities against children yeah. he, he's he's a very he, big ally to to abuse like yeah, so, he's going to be there for people who are abused and he is helping he has a big platform this is where this is where I I, I found him right uh, Barrett Paul went on this journey where he found like a uh, pedophile porn, like a child porn ring on, on Instagram. And he was working with other people to try to uncover it and try to get these people brought to justice and everything like that. And it took him, it, it fucked his head up because of what he saw and how, how bad it really was and everything. He had ended up taking a mental health break and everything, but what, yeah. he, but what he, it, what he said was very key too. in one of his videos last, I think the last video I saw him talking about it, was that uh you know it's important for all of us to come together and use our voices and that saturation is key. Keep talking about it. Keep shouting it out. Keep telling these stories because yeah. it's not going to be one story that's going to spark somebody's uh, flame in their heart. It's going to be after hearing it all over and from all different types of people before they start standing up. That's how it works. That's how people stand up. It's right. Like that's why. A fire and then- yes. And if you if you stop talking, that fire gets put out. But if you talk and you cause other people to talk, then you're spreading a wildfire. And that wildfire yeah. needs to burn all of these trees and all of these branches and all of this grass so new grass and new life can grow. We got to burn out all this corruption and all of these bad people so we can have a better society and have better trees growing, better grass growing, better woods growing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about, and that's why I encourage anybody to use their voice because it is fucking important, y'all. You just don't realize how encouraging and how inspirational it can be. Like, I didn't realize how much of an effect I had on people until I stopped the other day. Like, I remember there was this, like, about a month or so, about a month or two ago, I had five people tell me uh, in one week, like, they didn't kill themselves because of my content. Right. And then I went back to go look at all that as well. And now I know like so far today, uh, within just a little over a year of doing this path, uh, 25 people didn't commit suicide because of that's important. That's important. And then people think that I'm thinking about my mental health, my divorce, my situation. I'm helping people actively. People are messaging me, telling me the same stuff. People are messaging me and wanting me to help them get out of their bad marriages. And I'm helping them. People don't yeah. need to stay in bad situations, even if you don't have money, even if you don't have resources. That's usually how it happens. You know, if you're in a bad situation, you don't have a way to get out. That's what that's what they do. And and people need you to talk about it so they feel comfortable talking to you, comfortable asking for help, comfortable being introspective about their situation and realizing, you know, hey, I'm in a bad situation as well. And then the same thing about my June 1st issue. Yeah, I had suicidal ideations. I'd never made a plan. 
when I was younger and I was going through a bad time, I used to think about suicide a lot. I did. But now yeah. that I have kids, if I have any kind of thought like that, I realize that's an intrusive thought. I sit with it. I throw it away. Same thing about like call of the void when you're when you're driving down the road and you're like, oh, let's drive into a tree. That's an intrusive thought. You sit with it. You throw it away. But that day on June 1st, like I just I couldn't sleep. I was bleeding so much. I didn't know I was having a miscarriage. I, I didn't know my hormones were off. I, I just realized like I need help. And that's why I went to the mental hospital because I'm not about to do something. And my babies need me. My babies yeah. need their mama. And I did the right thing. And people want to talk about how it's crazy for me speaking out about that on Facebook. No, it's not because I am helping people. I don't care how crazy I look, but I am helping someone else who's going through the same thing. And I'm going to I'm saving lives. And if you don't want to see it that way, then it's it's people who don't have to deal with it. Right. People who have never had dealt with those thoughts. They think it's crazy. But people who have, they see it and they respect it because it's important to talk about that because a lot of people sit with those thoughts every day and don't tell anyone until it's too late. And that's the thing, too. When you when you so when people talk about these issues, it's breaking that stigma of being silent about it, for one thing. And secondly, you start to realize that, oh, you're going through that. I went through that, too. And then they then they start to to really reflect on what they went through as well. It was like um, with me, I, uh, I had a failed attempt at a suicide. I, um, I had a misfire, you know, I, I pulled the trigger and this was years ago. And I mean, if it, it really scared the fuck out of me, but I was so but scared. Look, to if tell that would anybody. Happen, you wouldn't be saving lives today. You are saving lives. Yeah. You are saving kids. You are, you are doing good work and making an impact on this world. And a lot of people struggle with shit like that. And it, they just, they don't realize what kind of impact they can make. And people the problem, need to know well, that you could be small and you could still make an impact. And the problem was, was that when, when that happened, I didn't tell anybody about it. Like I was so scared. I just, I just basically said, yeah, I had, I had suicidal thoughts and you know, it, it was because of the stigma around mental health and the stigma and around, you know, like, cause I didn't want, yeah, because I didn't want anybody to, to like lock me the fuck up. Yeah. And, you know, and be and be fucked over forever, like on that. And that's yeah. what that was was scary. I eventually got help. And uh, a couple of years later, I'm, I'm on this path now, you know, and and ever since I've been on this path, like finding purpose in life will also keep you from having like you'll have those intrusive thoughts, of course, but it will keep you from wanting to act on those intrusive yeah. thoughts. And then I do want to say it's very important to find a good mental health team, no matter where you are, no matter what insurance you have, whether you have no insurance, like you can go look online and there's places that will help you for free. But I do want to say like a lot of people try therapy and they don't like it. Like my ex and his family, they don't like therapy, which I, I don't care about that. But right now people need to hear that if you listen, if you don't like a therapist, I had a good psychiatrist tell me this. You don't like a mental health person. You just never go back. You say, okay, thank you for the, for the, appointment or whatever and you just literally never go back find someone else i had the best therapist i've ever had in south carolina her name was karen she was a good karen and she opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and she helped me realize my value i'm a valuable person everyone has value i never thought that i did until recently and my therapist helped me realize that i'm very valuable i can help this world i can make a change and i plan to and I'm only 27 years old. The world is not over because I'm getting a divorce. You know, my, my world is not ended. My life is just beginning. You know, it's weird that you said that your your therapist was named Karen. When um when I was a kid, I had a counselor named Miss Karen, and she was a very sweet lady. And she helped me through a lot of things, too, when I was a kid. So, I mean, it, it's there are good Karens it in this be, world. I it would must think. be. I, maybe we should say, listen, if y'all can find a mental health person named Karen, try that one out. Yeah. 
maybe maybe it'll work out for you, you know. And also, there's other different types of uh, of mental health as well to or mental health um, to to get into. Like there's a there's a guy named Crazy Chris on uh, on uh, TikTok, and he's big about men's mental health, especially. And he does peer to peer like group sessions and everything like that. Sometimes those are good too, because like I've said it before, because I'll do these uh, these mo- these healing quotes uh, for the day and everything on uh, my TikTok now. And uh, one of them went, went to this effect of saying, um, you know, when you help others heal, you heal yourself as well. Yeah. And so it's, it's always good. And it's good to be helping others, even though, even if you don't think you're, you're, you're capable or, or that you should be helping. I mean, giving somebody a positive word or a hug or some type of love and and, and affection or shoulder to cry on, that's helping somebody heal, you know, and and people should be encouraged to do that. And then healing yourself and talking about your healing journey, that's helping people that don't, that don't want to come out of the dark, you know, people that are stuck in the dark and they're reading your stuff, they're listening to your stuff, you're helping them inadvertently. And then another thing that we need to touch on is the toxic masculinity and the stigma behind men's mental health. Men, a lot of men struggle with the fact that they, they say, you know, I'm a man. I don't need therapy. Everyone can benefit from therapy at some point in life. And just because you're a man does not mean you don't need therapy. That is a toxic masculinity belief, deep seated in, in a lot of the South. Like, and and then we, we all struggle with the stigma behind mental health. Everyone has something something going on mentally you know everyone has gone through something in their life that put them in a bad mental spot some people like me who struggle with ptsd i'm gonna struggle with this for the rest of my life i have to find a way to to take the take the bull by the horns and and you know understand it as much as i can and and be better for my kids and myself but men need to take a step back and realize that just because you're a man does not mean you are above therapy therapy is beneficial to everyone you just have to find the right mental health team yeah, therapy doesn't make you weak. Crying does not make you weak. I mean, hell, like, uh, so there's a guy that I interviewed too, uh, named Old Foul Dude, and he said it best about crying. Uh, and this is a tough, tough old dude. I mean, this guy is fucking like a berserker of, you know, just tough. And, uh, he said, you know, fuck man, crying is just the, uh, is, is the body's pressure relief, uh, 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 pressure release valve operating that's that's all the fuck tears are it's just i'm a big crier i i am and i i feel kind of diminished like when i'm with someone who doesn't show me that emotion because i feel i i don't feel like that's okay you know if i'm crying in front of you for hours at a time if it's getting bad and i'm crying all the time and you're not showing me any ounce of emotion like that that makes me feel invaluable not it makes me feel like nothing right like if you're not feeling the emotion and the hurt that I'm feeling then I feel like there was never love there in the first place but I I do think that a lot of men in the south struggle with this toxic masculinity thing where there's a stigma around mental health and and men can't have to be strong they can't cry they have to go make the money they have to bring home shit with for the family they don't have time to have for feelings that's not true everyone needs feelings everyone needs to be vulnerable everyone needs to talk about their feelings it, you can't bottle that shit up and think you're going to be okay forever it's just not the way the world works at one point it's going to combust and it's going to all come raining down it's going to be harder because you didn't talk through it yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with that and I, I am an example of that. And I will tell y'all, all of y'all that, you know, it, it is very important to have some type of a confidant, some type of friend, some type of counselor, anything 
to be able to talk about these things, somebody that you trust, you know, and that's not going to judge you and that's not going to, uh, you know, make fun of you for what you're going through because what you go through and what you feel is valid. You know, I, I tell them, I tell everybody that like your feelings are valid. They really are. And you've got everyone, to, you've got, everyone's yeah. feelings are valid. Everyone. Yes. And you've got, and if you go into, and if you go into that mindset with people and everything like that, you'll be amazed at who you talk to and who you, you know, like, I just encourage people just to be a, you know, just be a force of love in this world. Just love people. You know, the only people I don't love is fucking rapists, pedophiles, and human traffickers. Fuck them. They're not people to me. You are yeah. so valid too. Yeah. You are valid in that. Yeah, I'm valid. I'm valid in that. They aren't valid. Fuck it. No. As far as I'm concerned, far as I'm concerned, they're like I told you, I want to do the thing that, that they do where I, they, you, they you hunt know what I'm Yeah, they hunt yes, the pedophiles. I want to hunt, yeah. hunt them. I want to be the person that looks like a little girl because I do look like a little girl, and I'm ready to. Oh, I want to do that. I want to do it so bad. I want to get involved in some way to catch these people because there's so many more of them out there than people think. So many. Well, I got a I, I got a friend of mine who's who's like a sister to me, and I, I call her my little sister, and I'll definitely uh I'll I'll call her up and and ask if I can give her. Uh, I, I'll give you her number and, and, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, connect her to me. Send her my TikTok yeah. or something. Send her my TikTok or something. I will. I'll get her to connect with you and everything like that. Because uh, if you want, if you're serious about it, oh, I they, am. I, got, I, I know people. I know people. I know people that, and, you know, and for people that, that are just listening to the first time and everything or, or coming from my TikToks and all that, look, you know, I do want, I do want to do this legally. Like I, like I want them to get hunted down legally and everything. It's the, the problem I have with all of it is that the system has the been failing. system fails us. Yeah, they've been failing our children for a long time. When you really go dig into it, people will see what I'm talking about. I mean, I, look, well, I want to believe in the system. People don't go and dig into it enough to really, like, fully understand. And if enough people fully understood, then we would have more angry people. We would have some mobs. We would yeah. have people around the, the courtrooms. But people do not understand. They don't understand how it's legal loopholes that are saving these pedophiles and letting them go back on the street and do it again and again and again and again. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's, it's mind boggling to me. Like if I had time to go sit, sit in the courthouse and everything like that and go watch these trials and everything like that, I would, because I wanted to learn more about that as well. I even interviewed a defense attorney, you know, and, and um, and he had, and he was under a contract where he had to defend uh, cause he was a public defender. He had that contract with, with Livingston oh, Parish yeah. out here. He had to defend some monsters and he had to do it to the best of his ability because if that you legally don't, you have to, you yeah, have to. yeah, legally, yeah, uh, you, you lose your fucking license over it. And yeah, he had to yeah, defend the bar will get you. You, got, you have to do everything you can, but that that's, yeah. that puts them in a bad situation as well. Like mentally, that can't be well for those attorneys. That that can't, that can't, yeah. uh, that's got to be sick. And then they got to sit and talk to murderers, rapists, pedophiles, all these people, and like figure out everything they did. Like, that yeah. I hope those attorneys have some good therapists too because they have to live through some nasty, vile shit. Well, I do know that they they do get some good ass benefit health benefits, so good. I'm hoping that they utilize. I'm, I'm hoping they utilize. Have, I'm about to have to get find some benefits. I'm about to have to get a job and get some benefits. Oh yeah, uh, it, it, I tell you what, it's hard, and I, and I know when it goes to finding you know, therapists and everything like that, it is a hard thing to find. They're out there though, and if not, they're they're. There are people that have taken upon themselves who create these, you know, peer groups and everything like that as well. And and uh, it, it, 
There, I mean, because there's so many different types of groups Yeah, now. well, if anyone has an insurance card, you call the number on the back of the insurance card and say you want a list of providers in your area that cover, say, a trauma, trauma-focused-based trauma therapy or anything like that, and then you'll get a list of providers. And what I like to do is go and read the reviews for all of them and pick off of that. But that's a good place to start. And then if you don't have insurance, you can look up counselors in your area for people without insurance. And then they'll, some of them do it for free. Some of them are like $20 a session. If you can't afford it, there's people in your area that will help you pay for it. And I want to add something too, to all this is while we're talking about all this, if anybody, and I, I say this and I've done this on videos a lot too, and I'll do this on this podcast as well. If any of you that are listening that have any kind of suicidal thoughts at all whatsoever, there's a national hotline that you can call. You do, I think it's, uh, I think you dial 988 or star 988 and you talk to somebody immediately, okay? Talk yeah, to the, somebody. The, the suicide and, hotline is 988. It's a suicide and crisis lifeline. It's 24 hours a day. And you yeah. can reach out. There's multiple numbers as well. And there's there's a lot of resources guys if anyone y'all y'all reach out go go to tiktok go to facebook go somewhere reach out to me i will help i will help i don't care if we don't know each other reach out to that hotline reach out to your resources around you there's always resources for you always yeah i'm gonna have i'm gonna have your tiktok uh link in the uh, description when this episode gets published so people can find your tiktoks and everything um i and I mean, th- at the very least, and if and if that's not even an option for you, you know, like I've always told anybody that had any suicidal thoughts, what works for me, and it might not work, for, you know, it, it's not for everybody. I'm not, a, and look, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor of any kind, and this is not any kind of medical advice. I just want to put that out there now. But what worked for me is that if I ever had a thought, like a suicidal thought like that and everything, I would sleep on it, right? And I would not act on that thought that day. I would sleep. And, and the next day, and if it was still where it was still persistent or present, you know, talk to somebody, I mean, don't yeah, ever act on that shit. Yeah, no, you definitely, it's, you definitely, it's never yeah. worth it. And then another regret, thing to always you know, think if you're having a bad day, it is a bad day. It is not a bad life. It's a bad yeah. day, not a bad life. Okay. You have your whole life ahead of you. You might be going through some dark times right now. And I went through some very dark times, but life is looking up and there's always light at the end of the tunnel and death is not the answer. It is not taking your life is not the answer. There's a lot of people out there who can be lights to your life. There's people that you could help. There's so much to live for. There really is. Yes. Absolutely. Less. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. I agree with that. I know that uh, life goes through peaks and valleys and, you know, it, there's, it's bad for a moment. It's not bad for your lifetime. Like Amber said, you know, it's, it's a bad day, not a bad life. And I can't agree with that wholeheartedly anymore. I I, I just a thousand percent agree with that. It's important to remember that because we're all going to, we're all going to be down in the dumps a lot. Life is always going to have these, these bad times, but resilience is important and we are all humans and humans go through some tough shit and we got to be resilient we do and and it's you don't have to do it alone you do not have to do it alone you are never alone yeah because there's somebody going through it with you you know it's 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 always like that so amber is there anything else you want to add on to this episode no i i feel like we're, we're ending in a really good spot yeah I think we did too. And I got to say, I'm, I'm thankful that you came on the podcast and that you agreed to come on here and, and share your, share what's happened to you and your, 
and your thoughts and your viewpoints on life. Um, uh, you know, I gotta say, uh, you're definitely a firecracker. You know, you are, uh, you're just Thank a spitball you. firecracker. You were just like a warrior girl. It's the and Cajun. It's the Cajun in me. The Cajun. You're a raging Cajun, baby. You are a raging gambit. Cajun. I, yeah. you, baby. Yeah, that's what you I'm talking about. Like that. You got to have that fire and that energy. When so much bad shit has happened to you, that's, yeah. that's the way to get through. And you got to show people that it's worth it. You know, it is. It's worth it. Yeah, all I can tell anybody is that just be a fuck, just be a force for love, you know, just be yeah. a fucking, just be a light in somebody's darkness and help them out that mire and muck if you can, because it's, it's important. It, it helps. And, you, you know, so like the, the podcast that inspired me, right. Was a uh, real life, real crime, Woody Overton, mm-hmm. like telling uh, an, an ex, uh, you know, an ex cop, an ex detective telling his cop stories is what really set me on this path to looking at all these all these stories and then ezekiel harry who was brutally murdered and everything like that that was the straw that broke the you know camel's back and what people don't realize was that in between that started that first episode i listened to on real life for crime and to the point of me starting hitting record on on august 22nd 2022 was that there was a lot of saturation in between and there was a lot of people's voices and there was a lot of stories in there. And that's important because you never know what your spark is going to, you know, whose flame is going to light, you know? And so I, I just call myself Sparky McGee because I'm trying to spark off everybody around, I'm around trying, me. I'm trying to start a wildfire. I'm trying to yeah. start a fire here in the South. Some of this here in Southwest Louisiana, we got to make some change. We got to make some change. Yeah. And I'm here to, like I said before, start that wildfire, burn it all down, and plant new trees. We need a new and a better society for our children. Girl, you definitely have a voice for a uh, for 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 a podcaster and everything like that. I think you should go get into podcasting. Share your thoughts. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I yeah. really am. Yeah, use this app. I'm telling you, use this app is so easy. It, it, it has little tutorials and everything like that. You can learn so. You, it, it is not hard to to do this podcast. I mean, fuck, I'm recording inside of my car. It's the, you're I'm gonna, in it's, my car too because you told me yeah. to get in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. My bad. You you could have been you could have been inside the house with that no, one. No, uh, I got my kids are so loud. They would have. Yeah. You would have been hearing because they're autistic, so they're just like oh oh oh, and then yeah. my, my oldest is just saying skippity toilet all the time. <laughs> and listen, the car was the best place for me. And my sister came over to sit with the kids for me. And this is really the first time my family's got to really be around my kids because we have yeah. to travel. So my dad's been watching them. I want to shout out my dad. That's the best man I ever met. And he has stepped up in so many different ways since I was little. He's watched my kids multiple times. And he is not a he's not a kid man. He's a biker. He's he's a tugboat captain. Like yeah, he he's doing an amazing job. He's an amazing dad, an amazing grandfather. Like shout out Tony, you the best. Yeah, Tony, uh, I'll give you a big shout out too. Tony, you are a man apart. I will yes. I will give you that man apart award. Uh man. Well, I'm glad that you are in a better place in life. I'm glad that you are. I'm very thankful that you are like just just this light that wants to burn bright for the world and show people that there are different ways to go about this this thing we call life. And that you just are very passionate and that you were just this, this force to be reckoned with, you know, and that these words mean so much to me. You don't understand. Well, you know, it's like, I tell people, I tell people, my heroes are not, you know, celebrities that go after likes and clicks and everything. My heroes are the ones that are helping people, you know, get out of the dark times in their life. My, my heroes are the ones that are hunting the monsters that are trying to harm our children. You know, my heroes are these, 
people that are the known unknowns in the world. And I will flat out, I will sing their praises because, you know, those are the, those are the people that are going to, they're going to change this world. And I think yeah. you're going to be one of those people too. You know, I really have, I, I really, I, really I think so too. This is my calling. I, I feel yeah. like it is like me and you, we share yeah. those same values. It's, it's time to, it's time to put an end to this and it's never going to truly be ended, but we can, we can put a big dent in it. We can. I, I, like I tell people, you know, you might not be able to change the whole world, but you can change the world. You can change the world around you. You know, that's what I tell that's people. That's the goal. I'm going to make this world a better place for my babies. That's, that's if right. it's the last thing I do, that is what I will do. And no one will, no one will ever stop me. I'm unstoppable, right? Since I was little, I, I made it. I'm a survivor. I am unstoppable. And I will make this world a better place for my sons and my daughter. Well, I'll tell you what, this was definitely one of my better interviews that, where I didn't feel the heaviness as much as I normally do. You got to keep it positive. It's, yeah, it's a I'm hard glad. thing. It is. Like, um, what was it? The, the episode I dropped yesterday, which was about Bella Fontenelle. Yeah. That one, that story broke me. Because it came back, it was out in April when it came out. And I, I remember I was going to do an episode on it and everything, but it was like. It's hard. But, it's hard. Yeah, it, it was. And, it, and I was, and, and I don't do the clout chase like a lot of, true crime podcasters with and look I, I don't have i don't hold nothing against true crime podcasters no, that do that like it's just them it's everybody's clout chasing these days everybody, yeah, because, everybody because wants what, clout everybody wants to make money everyone wants fame everyone wants notoriety and if i get notoriety for talking about the bad things that happen to me while at the same time i'm helping people that's what i want to do that's what i yeah. want to do my, my my way I see it is like I understand that there's an algorithm to all this and that they have to chase what's popular so they can grow and everything. I get that. Like I, I really truly get that and I understand. I don't really fault anybody for doing that. I just don't do that, you know, and, and it's like no, you're gonna stick to your guns. This is what you're yeah. about. And I respect yeah. you for that. You have mad respect for me. And if you ever need anything, let me know. Let me know. I'm your girl. I'm I need a million dollars in world peace. What can you do? Listen, listen, <laughs> I'm working on the million right now. I haven't, I haven't got quite to a thousand yet, but I will let you I know you. if I ever get there. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You do what you got to do. Shit. But no, uh, but world peace, uh, that's the goal too. Listen, yeah. the, like miscongeniality. What was it? Oh man. Where they were like in world peace. The only, the only yeah. thing I can, the only thing I can tell anybody to do for me is to just tell people about this podcast, tell people about what I do. And encourage people that they have a story, if they want to share their experience and let the world know what happened to them and how they went through it and everything, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, uh, tell them to come see me. Share it out there. Yeah, that's gonna, all. I'm going to share all of your stuff. We're going to get the word out. We're going to have more people. We're going to have some more traffic. And people need to listen, and they will. They will listen. This is important. This is important work that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do from the bottom of my heart. You deserve it. You deserve it. You're doing good things. You really are. I'm trying. That's all I can do. That's all we can do. That's all we can do is try to make this world a better place. And we are both doing everything we can. Well, I appreciate that. That's very kind words coming from you. And I I take it as a badge of honor. Amber? You're you're a friend for life. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on here. I think we've covered everything we need to cover for today, at least not, not forever, but just for today, just for today, just for today. I mean, hopefully you come back on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about more things and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it set up. Look, you know, don't lose my number. Stay in touch with me. You know, you can always, uh, you can always find me on, on, on TikTok and Facebook and, there's look, I'm not hard to find. I'm damn sure ain't hard to miss. I'm so. a, no, I'm gonna be blowing up your phone next time something else happens. I'm gonna call All you right. and be like, hey, I gotta talk about this. All right. 
and I'll, 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 we'll, we'll figure it out and get you on the podcast and we'll talk about it. That's fine with All me. All right. Perfect. Well, look, you be safe. You take care. I love you. And remember. I love you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you and I love the love you have for me. I well, can't wait to be back on it again. I'm coming back. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be good. I think, uh, I think this is going to be a good episode and I think, uh, I can't wait to have you on again as well. Yeah. You just. You just, you know, bam, bam, bam with it. You just, like I said, fucking spitball firecracker. You I like keep the on doing with you. I do. That's good. Well, I think you have a good, I think you have a good uh, future in podcasting. So you need to go pursue that. All right. All right. I will. All right, then. Love you. Be safe. Love you. Bye. Bye. Well, what do y'all think? Think Amber got what it takes to be a uh, podcaster? I think she does too. And I can't wait to see what she's going to have. What she's going to have coming down the pipeline and everything like that as well. Amber, I know you're going to be hearing this part, so you just keep at it. Keep being who you are. Keep shining that bright light in this world. That's my best advice I can give you because that's what you're doing. I'm glad I met you. I don't care if anybody else hears this. I just want you to hear this, Amber. I'm glad to meet you. I'm glad that y'all reached out and that I was curious about what was going on with you and that we started talking and then, you know, it's it's funny how those things happen, right? Especially like on Facebook. I rarely ever get anybody on Facebook. Most of my interviews have come from TikTok. So to find somebody that's from Louisiana, you know, that that it's always a good interview for me. Like I always want to share more Louisiana people out here. And I'm glad you're you're trying to rock and roll and do a lot of big things in this world. And I think you will. I really do. I have a lot of hope and I have a lot of faith in you. For damn sure. So, for all y'all that listen and everything like that, I appreciate you staying to the end. I just want to let y'all know there is an update with uh, Real Life Real Crime, the podcast. I got in touch with Woody. He's been busy as hell. He's out there filming and uh, making episodes for Cold Case Files on A&E, apparently. And so, I'm, which I'm happy. I'm fucking ecstatic and happy for him because he deserves it. I mean, he helped solve that you know, that 18-year-old that cold case of Courtney Coco, her murder, and got got that that, uh, that lady justice and helped her mom and everything like that. Her mom, who was grieving for 18 years and knowing who did it, had all the evidence to, to point exactly to where it needed to go, and nobody wanted to work that case. Woody did. So my hat's off to him. In November... I should be recording with Woody. Hopefully in November, maybe December, that episode will be released. And y'all know I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be like a little giddy schoolgirl. And I'm going to let y'all know every step of the fucking way. So don't worry about that. The reason why is, is because Woody helped inspire this podcast. So him telling his cop stories, him being passionate about protecting children, it lit a fire in me, right? It gave me hope. And listening to his stories, right, then seeing all the heinous stories come up in the news about children either ODing off of fentanyl or being murdered or being raped, it really just, it took it, it took a toll on me. And it's what sparked off this fire in me. And I'm glad it did. You know, because Woody Overton and, you know, his podcast and Ezekiel Harry's story, they're the two biggest focal points of why I'm here. And so if y'all don't if y'all don't know who Ezekiel Harry is, go listen to my go listen to episode two titled Why God Why and you'll find out. 
for a lot of y'all, y'all know that, you know, I've been on at this for a while now. It's been a wild ass journey and I've, I, I didn't get this far just to get this far. You know, I'm still going. Please share this episode out. Please share the rest of my episodes out. Please share my podcast out. It's important. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I don't give a shit. Share it out. If you don't mind, I'd appreciate it. Because when y'all share it out, if y'all really support me, if y'all really do care, share these episodes out. Come find me on Facebook especially. You know, I want to, I want my community on there to grow a little bit bigger as well. So y'all come out there. Y'all come find me. Come join the podcast group. You know, interact. Let's do something. Let, let's build this community up like we need to. You know, I, I hate to I hate to keep saying share, share, you know, like and share, like and share. But that's how it grows. And that's how I get to be able to find people like Amber. How I get to find all these other people that I've interviewed as well. Because y'all believed in me enough to share this out. So if y'all believe in me. Keep liking, keep sharing, keep commenting, you know, send people my way, whatever you want to do. It'll help spread. When you share it, it will spread the word out there. And that's how it grows. So tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell the plumber down the street, okay? That's how I got to be about it. Well, look, y'all. Y'all enjoy this Friday or whatever day or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Most of y'all, it starts on Friday. Some of y'all, y'all listen on the weekends. I know. And then during the week a little bit too, I guess. I appreciate it. And I love every single one of you for listening. I really truly do. I rambled on a little too much this morning. That's because I ate my Wheaties. And I'm ready to go rock and roll. About to go hop in a truck and go to work. Yeah, y'all. I don't just podcast. I drive trucks for a living full time. So, still recording in my car. It's 71 episodes strong. Probably next 70 more I'll probably be recording as well. Unless something drastically changes. I'm going to be here. I love y'all. Y'all take care. Remember, the Bowman see, and the Bowman never forget. Protect all children, even if they're not your own. Much love. We must carry on. Peace.